All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The first selection of the National Hockey League draft belongs to... The Daily Faceoff podcast comes to you courtesy of the Nation Network. The first overall pick in the 2015 NHL Draft. Gretzky had it, lost it, Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman holding, blue line, chance, stop! Stay out! And it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday night as you're lining up for a ginger ale. Way to go, gang. Into the zone, Sikora kicks it out, got it back, near side, Korea. Korea, the fans want one. Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off. The Daily Face-Off podcast with your host, Brock Sagan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 4, Episode 27 of the Daily Face-Off podcast, presented to you by Oddshark. Hey, we got a sponsor, boys. Way to Woo! go. I wish I knew how to make a shark noise. Yeah. Coming in hot right now with like a... Baby shark. Do I don't think they make. <laughs> I was going to do the jaws, but yeah, I don't think they make noises themselves. All I ever think of is the sharks are friend, not food. Yeah, Finding Nemo. My name's uh, Bruce. My name's Bruce. Yeah. yeah. So we're sponsored by Bruce and uh, Odd Shark. Odd Shark. Yeah. Check him out later in today's show. We're going to have a quick interview with Chris Abbott from Odd Shark, where we're going to go. We, Thanks, Chris. Me, me Straight beauty. Yep. We went over. Uh, basically, just broke down what Odd Shark everything you know about them what they're about what they bring to the table and uh broke down uh kind of some new betting techniques for people who are new to betting kind of just the 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 basics of how to get into it what to look for i know a lot of our followers 
uh, are mostly here for fantasy yeah. hockey, but, but they might like to dabble. Yeah. Absolutely. It's an easy and transition for sure. It's a very easy transition and it's a perfect time for us because, you know, as the fantasy season starts to wind down, we can start to look uh, towards betting more in the playoffs. It's the best way to gamble too. Why go do some slots when you can sit at home and watch, watch hockey. hockey and win, win money? Right? Yeah, so Chris joins me in the second half of the show uh, to, to talk about Odd Shark. Uh, getting into betting uh, also gives you a couple picks for this weekend's game and maybe a look towards the Stanley Cup. Uh, you know which teams uh, to target right now for futures bets. I mean, futures bets usually better to do at the start of the season, but right now I still can get in on some good money. We're going to talk about it a little bit later as well. But oh yeah, uh, we're in the middle of the quarterfinals of the fantasy hockey playoffs. Maybe the semifinals for some. We don't even get intros anymore. Just some straight, weeks, just only, only ah, the well, sponsor. Eh? Might as well only go. The sponsor. That's it. Yep. We got Michael B's body and Dylan D Bertie. I'm sure they know. Hey. Do you guys want to talk about what we went through before we got I did. Mike That's really why good? I wanted okay. the intro, because I'm absolutely covered in mud right now. So, <laughs> so uh, I'll give a brief synopsis here. Uh, yep. Dylan and I were here watching hockey for a little bit, waiting for boys uh, Beebs to show up. And uh, where mm, we record, I've got a massive driveway, but it is very close to a farm field, which gets quite saturated when it rains. And it's been yeah. raining here a lot. It's dark out. Especially yeah. all the snow melting. The, the ground is quite soft. So, yeah. I said to D, I'm like, boy, I hope he doesn't come in here and get stuck because I do not want to push him out. <laughs> and sure as shit, Beebs comes in, uh, you know, really, really underestimated. White as a ghost. Yeah, underestimated how uh, sharp the turn was, I guess. And then so he comes in, he goes, boys, I got bad news. Uh, I got stuck. And we are like, oh, shit. But then he's like, twist. Yeah, it dropped just a fucking bomb on us, a Beebs bomb. He's like, also... <laughs> There's a fucking goat out here. There was a goat. Not sure where the goat came from. Definitely somebody's Terrified. pet. Terrified. Have you ever just been... Biggest goat I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm walking through the dark. All I hear is a... Yeah, and I just yeah. like see these eyes like, holy shit, this is how it ends. Had to be at like, least 45 pounds. This is how it ends. I get dummied by a goat. And No, he was big though. I oh, swear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One shot yeah. to the knee. I fall over into that into that mud. I'm done. Game yeah. over. Yeah. Is I'm not a big guy. goat guy. Double stomp to the back. I yeah. love animals, but goats, they're so, I don't know. They're, I just feel like they're so unpredictable. Yeah, not trustworthy. That's oh, that's sure. exactly... I don't know what's going yeah. through his head. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so that was a bit of a twist. <laughs> we ended up getting the goat back to safety. He got him locked up in a barn back uh, behind the house. So goats group, at safety. Group we ended about up, it. We ended up getting the car out too. So yeah. we're two for two. Now he's got to nail the rest of this podcast. Three, three, three yeah. boys. Had a little science experiment. Put uh, some wood underneath the tires. Yeah. Got the friction we needed. Yeah, man and, things. Uh, I also yeah. put on a mud mask against my will. <laughs> while, oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Beeb's got just destroyed. Kind of my that. fault. Brock was in the driver's seat. Yeah, well, it was, it was a good call. You were like, I should be the one that gets money. So yeah. we put Beeb's in the back right corner, uh, right along the muddy side of the road. Makes sense to put the 100 I was back left just chilling. I'm so guilty, though. Um, so I could have probably gotten less money, but I started celebrating because we got it out. I just didn't move. So I was just, just jumping up and down, right? both hands in the air, like it's <laughs> NHL 94, right? And just taking it to the face. So... Um, anyways, we're here. Car's out. It's covered yeah, in mud. We're here. We're dirty. So is Beebs. Get used to it. I was ripping it yeah. Tokyo Drift style. Just covering them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's yeah. good, though. We anyways. got it. And, uh, all right. Let's get into some fantasy hockey. Story time with the boys. Uh, we basically have nothing more to talk about this point of the season other than streaming options. Yeah. Because uh, that, that's what a pickup is at this point, anyway. Yeah. You, even if it's a guy we think is, you know, good for the rest of the season, for most of that people, that could mean the end of the week. You know yeah. what I mean? Or the end of the, the next two weeks, best case. And we, we stopped doing Monday episodes. I think this Thursday... 
thing makes sense because we're able point, to yeah. chill two birds with one cone. Uh, we can give you some weekend streamers <laughs> yeah, and also look ahead to next week. There's no point in us recording another episode on Monday and just reiterating what we said on Thursday about which guys we like next week. The guys we like right now for next week are the guys we like next week. Uh, so we're going to give you, again, same as last week, uh, streamers for this weekend, looking at guys playing on Friday and Sunday, and then we're going to look ahead to next week, guys playing Monday, Wednesday, Sunday, uh, maybe a little Friday. bit of Friday as yeah. well. Uh, schedule doesn't line up great this week, but there are some, some good options. So uh, yeah. we'll start with this week. Uh, Beebs, you're covered in mud. Uh, I feel a little bit bad for you, so we'll let you start here. Who are you looking at streaming this weekend? Uh, since I'm dirty right now, I'm going to give you an absolutely greasy pickup. Um, thought this guy was a barbecue sauce at first. It's Rupee Hints out <laughs> in Dallas. Currently 1% owned, 7 goals, 6 assists through 45 games, which you're going to look at and laugh for your team. But the thing is, he's playing on the first line out in Dallas as of practice this morning, which the boys yep. um, let me know. That's what helps uh, have yeah. a podcast with people who set lines. Well, yeah, Ben uh, Ben moved up briefly last game, but uh, Rupe Hintz back yeah. on the top line this morning. And so. when Ben moved up, one thing to note, Rupe Hintz stayed on that top power play unit. It's a pretty deadly power play unit. So if even if he moves back to the second line, starts playing with Nishushkin and... Uh, Not Nishushkin. Can't think of the... the, the he played, he, well, Dickinson was who he Dickinson played with. Dickinson was, yeah. 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 Even Joel Lesbron. If he lines yeah. up with those guys... Well, he played with um, Nishushkin a lot that last game, too. But, yeah, Nishushkin's going to be scratched. Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. as he should. I okay. mean, did you guys see that stat about Nishishkin? First guy in like 48 games to ever have no penalty minutes and no goals. So he's just been doing nothing. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he's just been doing absolutely nothing. What are you doing? Uh, Him, Toby Reader is another good one. I, I, yeah, Toby Reader has played like at least 300 minutes at even strength with Leon Dreisaitl. <laughs> Doesn't have a goal, dude. Makes no sense. Dude, no that, sense. it was so funny. Uh, I, Oilers Nation... Uh, tweeted out or put a picture on their Instagram. They're like, oh, like uh, the German machine, and they're like a combined like forty-eight goals this season. And they put like Dre Seidel and Reader, but like yeah. Dre Seidel's got All forty-eight. Dre, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Reader's got zero. The German machine. The German machine. Um, but yeah, Rupi hints. Um, as long as he's on that top power play, he's worthy of um, being added to your team. This is a guy who uh, he was uh, he was effective in the HL. Twenty-two points in twenty-one games. We talk about how uh, point per game production is is very good in the yeah. HL. So he does have the talent. They're trying him up there, and he's working two goals last game in a 2-0 victory, including a game-winning goal. Um, if he stays on that line, they only have three games next week, but he's still kind of worth holding on to. But as far as this weekend goes, he lines up. Um, they line up very well. I'm pretty sure they have a Friday and Sunday game, and they had one tonight as well. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they play Thursday, Friday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, still a Friday, Sunday's a nice pull for a guy like Check. that. Um, yeah, he's def- they're definitely Friday, Sunday. Yeah, we'll um, double-check, yeah. Re- yeah, I was say I got it in my notes. Yeah, yeah they got Friday against... At home against the Golden Knights and Sunday at home against the Canucks. Yeah. So Canucks, that could be an easy eight nothing draw if uh, if they yeah. put out their poop lineup like they're going to be doing. Um, yeah, group of hints. Look at them. No one else will be. So uh, since we mentioned the Vegas Golden Knights there briefly, uh, they play on Friday. So I'll go with my next one here. I got Paul Stastny. You mentioned him a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, still only twenty six percent owned. Uh, the Pacioretty, Stastny, Mark yeah. Stone line has a 59.4 Corsi 4, and they're averaging 33 yeah. scoring chances for per 60. That's the first line in like ha- on half the teams in the league. Easy. In- yeah, easy. Including yeah. 15 high danger chances for per 60 in uh, nearly 100 minutes together at 5-on-5 five five since being put together after the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, probably those, better than their first line at this yeah. point. In those seven games, uh, Stastny has two goals and six assists to give him eight points in seven games. Uh, and if you really want to look back, he had an assist actually the game before Mark Stone was traded. So uh, giving him nine points in his last eight games. Uh, Stastny and the Golden Knights play Friday in Dallas, like we just mentioned. And then they also have a game on Sunday against the Oilers, uh, making him a great quarterfinal streamer. 
Uh, we talked about it, how centers can be difficult to get into your lineup, but with a soft schedule on Friday and Sunday, you'll have absolutely no issue getting him in the lineup. And there really isn't much better line in hockey going right now. Uh, I mean, they're not putting the puck in the net with as much regularity as you'd expect those kind of numbers, but uh, we've talked about this with Vegas too. No matter who's been on the line all season, seemingly, uh, keep talking about them with that patch riding line has been great. Obviously, getting Stassi back to full health and yeah. adding Mark Stone. Uh, makes them that much more formidable. Yeah. So, uh, great line. Only a matter of time before you know they go out and score three goals in a game and, and just start dominating. Yeah, well, when It'd take a week. Yeah, we talked about Sassny uh, probably about two or three weeks ago now when uh, Pacioretty, uh and him were both finally healthy, and we were talking about uh, how he's definitely you know worth a speculative ad now that he's playing with Pacioretty and Tuck. And yeah. then you know it's it's hard to imagine that situation getting much better, but obviously it does with Stone over Tuck. As much as we love Tuck, yeah, uh, he's Tuck's not. Tuck's the. Probably the best line right winger in the NHL yeah. at this point. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Sassing just in a great spot. He he really, you know, I, I think he's worth rostering full-time at this point, oh, at yeah. least for the rest of the playoff stretch. Uh, the Golden Knights schedule, pretty friendly moving forward. They ha- I think they have just the two games this week, right? Especially with yes, the- yeah, they've, yeah, they've been off all week. Yeah, yeah so they, they I haven't have, played since last Saturday. Oh, yeah, so they got a bunch of games coming up uh, down the stretch of the schedule. So, uh, Stastny, you know, uh, like... Uh, like Brock said, it, it helps itself a lot. The worst thing about Sassany is his uh, loan center eligibility. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, when you're talking about Friday and Sunday games, that doesn't matter. Uh, and at this point, you know he's he's probably worth considering uh, in certain matchups over uh, some of the other centers you have on your roster right now. So especially when you get Edmonton on That's Sunday, a nice say, way yeah. to close it out. If you look ahead to next week too, uh, they play Monday, so you can you know you can hold them through the weekend. Yeah, uh, play them on the yeah, second round of back to back on a Monday. Uh, then they, they do play Thursday and Saturday, but Saturday's against the Red Wings, so you might want to get them yeah. in there too. So yeah, exactly. That's where it's big. Even, when, even Winnipeg on Thursday gives yeah. up a, not the best defensive team. So On guys on like this, it's great right now because teams are really playing their terrible. Like we even see Detroit pick up two guys straight from college or put them in their lineup. They're getting beat. Well, that's, yeah. they're, they're top six. Uh, Detroit, New Jersey, Detroit. Ottawa, so even the can, Rangers at this if point. If you can get anyone in. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of teams that you could just target on yeah. nightly basis. Winnipeg's a sick goal. Exactly, yeah. Even the Maple Leafs right now, they're defense is just absolutely awful with Dermot uh, and Gardner out of the lineup. So it's getting key, uh, there's a lot of teams that you can kind of just target on a, on a night-to-night basis and do well. Uh, and then when you kick it in with some Friday and Sunday games as well, I think Stastny is a no-brainer for the rest of the week. Never hurts to play people against Chicago. Yeah, yeah. and then you can keep yeah. him for the Monday matchup, like you said, as well. And then, uh, you know, if you're not hurting for games next week or uh, maybe if you just want to see Maybe you want to weekly. drop him for one of the guys we're about to mention later. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Uh, a, lot, a lot of times earlier in the week, too, I'm hesitant to make more than, uh, like, one or two moves before Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, if you have a weekly limit because, obviously, it's a lot more effective to wait. Uh, towards the end of the league for the Friday Sunday swings, when you know the categories uh, you should be targeting or the points uh, if you're in a points league. Um, so yeah, I just think Stastny lends himself really well into next week at this point too. I think, uh, and and like probably the most uh, I, I don't know what the right word for it is, but he's the most underowned player right now. You know yeah, what I mean? Like makes his, no sense. his own percentage should uh, definitely be above fifty percent at, at the bare minimum. It's, on, it's, it's almost half. That. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with the injury. Just a strict position. Yeah, well. but even when he went to Winnipeg, he did awesome in Winnipeg at the end of last year, right? So he's proven to be serviceable uh, with the right guys around him, and uh, obviously that's Patrick. That hey, over a point per game since Mark Stone got added to the lineup. Gotta love that. Uh, and then before you go, D, I think it is just worth mentioning uh, a lot of these. We're talking in standard scoring leagues. Uh, you won't hear us touch a lot on guys who are. You know, good and bangers leagues and stuff. Uh, you know, I wish we had enough time to cover all varieties of leagues, but uh, you can definitely go out and, and, and try to find bangers as well. But these guys are talking about standard standard category scoring. So, um, 
beat D. Sorry, we'll go to you. Who do you got as a streamer for this weekend? Uh, I'll start with Blake Coleman. Pickles. Uh, the Devils play on Friday and Sunday this weekend. Uh, Coleman's got three goals and two assists in his last five games. His usage alone makes him a legitimate streaming option. The Devils' uh, depleted lineup has resulted in an average time on ice of over 19 minutes uh, over the last 10 games for Coleman. He's seen heavy usage in all situations. Uh, he's had a couple shorthanded points in the last few games. He's currently skating alongside Jay Jack and Paul Mary on the top line, uh, which is really the only NHL-caliber line the Devils have at this point. <laughs> Uh, so Coleman will be a worthy spot start so long as he remains a part of that top line. He scored a shorthand goal, like I said yesterday. Shorthand assist the game, or the, day before, the game before on Tuesday against the Flames. Uh, his own percentage has gone up a bit recently, 38% owned, but he's still widely available. If he has gone to your league, uh, Travis Zajac is a pretty good alternative. He's currently just 6% owned, uh, so he's you know universally available, basically. Uh, and he's seen all the minutes that Coleman is. He plays shorthanded on the power play. Everything is well. He's got 17 goals, 24 assists, and 69 games this season. Uh, the one knocking him, again, is the straight center eligibility. But when we're talking about streaming options, that's really not going to matter too much because you're just looking to get extra games in your lineup. Chances are you can work around uh, the lone center eligibility. Uh, on so, off nights. Yeah, I mean, so Zajac, definitely uh, worthy or, you know, he's a legitimate spot start so long as he sure is out. Uh, and then Coleman, you know, probably more than that. It, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Heischer comes back because Coleman's played so much with Zajac this year. Um, he could drop to the second line. They just rock a Heischer, Palmieri, uh, and then a third wheel on the top line there. So I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen there. It's definitely be a situation worth monitoring. Uh, but Heischer doesn't seem like he's going to come back this weekend at all. So uh, at the very least, uh, Coleman, again, would be my top option. And then after that, if Coleman's gone, you can look at putting Zajac in. Uh, and he, like I said, he can just help you across the board. So there's not a lot of guys uh, that are available in 95, 94% of leagues uh, that can help you out in every single category. So Zajac's one of them. Coleman's another guy. Coleman, by the way, triple position eligibility too. Huge, yeah. 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 So it, you can hold on to him in the next week and uh, potentially fit him in on the busier nights uh, and help you just fill out your lineup if you're looking for an extra game or two. Never hurts to be one of like three NHL caliber yeah. players. It's crazy that in 2019 we're talking about Travis Zajac being the first line center. Yeah, but well, he's been like their best center also all year. Also, Coleman yeah. has his own pickle juice company. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, have seen oh, that. Hey, fun he, fact, a little crazy. Really? Yeah. Well, um, he's like the it one helps he, his cramps. Yeah, he goes into the dude. Honestly, so he, he made I, I, nice. I found out this pickle juice thing before Blake Coleman like made it mainstream, and I yeah. swear to God, I used to work at a golf course and. I was young, and I'd go out and party, and I'd go in a pickle to, work, to work hungover, and every single day, I'd, I'd fire up the pickle juice every morning when I got in there, because it just cured the hangover right away. Maybe that's it. Was it. So much electrolytes, yeah. man, and pickle juice. It was great. Like, we'd go in, and me and this one girl, the same thing, always hungover, and she'd be like, dude, like pickle juice. She told me about it, and we started doing it every morning. Pickle juice, and then start drinking some water, and your hangover's gone right away. I mean, I... I was a young kid drinking pickle yeah. juice, but it was, uh, <laughs> you, you figured know, it out. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Like, honestly, like, and honestly, I've stood by it, uh, for years. Yeah. Like, and then I saw Blake Coleman do it. I'm like, that's a real fucking thing. Man. He said, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. He said he was having like potential career ending cramping. So that's yeah. why he had to try it, which is crazy. That oh, and it worked. even get to that level as a professional. So much electrolytes. Yeah. 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 Well, his like route to the NHL is pretty crazy pretty cool, too. Yeah. Like he's, uh, he debuted a couple years ago as a 25 year old rookie, had just two points in 23 games. Uh, and then last year, like he looked like a really effective player and even strength, uh, really good penalty killer mm-hmm. for the Devils. He put up 13 goals, 12 assists in 79 games, uh, in limited usage. And then this now year, he's just a first line banger. Yeah, and he's top 20 goals at age 27. Uh, 
yeah, had a pretty good couple years in the AHL before that, but he really grinded out uh, in NCAA, the University of Miami, Ohio. Um, so pretty crazy route to get to the NHL, but uh, I, I think it, it looks like he has some longevity over the next few years too, so he'll be uh, one to watch in the next season. But like I said, a lot of his fantasy value right now is just tied to his usage. The usage all day, um, yeah. Yeah, so he'd have to make some strides in his game to be uh, worth talking about next season, or the Devils could just experience as many injuries as they have this year. Uh, Taylor Hall, still a hockey player, right? Yeah, still yeah, uh, shut down for the year, I think, very at this point. But yeah, uh, sure. just yeah, I like it was so weird, man. Like they just didn't say anything. No, about they him. never let on that it could have been no. even a long term injury. No. It kind of just came out of the woodworks that like he was a late scratch. Well, then game. I think like they were just like, all right, and like we are now done. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, crazy yeah. because like I think like I'd su- like I'd be surprised if they even let Heischer come back. The amount yeah. of teams yeah. that are just pulling the we are done, leaving yeah. guys in the IR is. Yeah, I was. Well, I know personally, I have four guys. Yeah, again, even Paul Marion. Like I, I was Dylan like, Paul Marion might not even play. Dylan again. Larkin's no. one. I don't see him coming back. No, he's might be back. By, he is supposed to be yeah. back for Saturday. Yeah, we'll see. Um, he was supposed to be back Tuesday too. Anyway, well, no, that kid's a gamer though. He's working kid, on oh, a career year. So yeah. I hope he comes back. He'll be back. Yeah, my four IR guys need it mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, my pick, someone, uh, someone who's also playing some first line usage right now, thirty-two percent owned, Jared McCann of Pittsburgh. Um, we've kind of mentioned this guy yeah. over the last little bit, and he's absolutely slated. Since. I know. Even 32, like, it, it seems high he's considering he's only higher. been in a few games. But yeah. Absolutely. With yeah, but it is crazy. Like, uh, it's at least more on track with where it should be yeah. than guys like Sassy. Oh, like, it's crazy yeah. what playing with Crosby will do to your ownership. Eh? Like, That's that, all it is. That yeah. superficial value yeah. is definitely there with, like, uh, any, you know, A to Z fantasy owner just knows if you're playing with Crosby, you're worth having. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's pretty funny. Have them, so. Yeah, but it's like they don't understand there's a lot of guys Not like that. Crosby more. Like, <laughs> Zach Cassie, those yeah, two, like, five. Almost every team. Yeah, <laughs> See, exactly. Like, Jake and Bake, though, on the side there, Jake Gensel, he's having an absolute career year, too. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the two, him and Sinner, that's scary. Yeah. Scary fears come, but we got 10 points in the last eight for Jared McCann. As we mentioned, he's been absolutely Did you see the shorthand? Or was it shorthand? Yep. That yeah. goalie score so yeah. silky, unbelievable. Man. Such yeah. a good move. Yeah, in a league that holds. He's an empty net king too. Goals. He's had like three empty netters since he went over to yeah. Pittsburgh. Which uh, he had like a two hundred footer that. the other night. Too. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I played him in DraftKings too. He threw it up, and I was like, "It's good. Uh, <laughs> it's good." They love that flick pass out in Pittsburgh right now. Oh, yeah, you've seen that. Oh um, yeah. But um, anyways, he's uh, he's played seventeen minutes the last two games, so it's showing he's getting a ton of ice time again with that unbelievable line there. He's not quite on first power play yet, but it doesn't matter. It's five versus five v five usage is enough to get him in there. He's playing, uh, I think he's touching second power play here and there. Um, so he's not going to totally destroy you in that sense. Uh, former first-round pick. So this is someone who definitely has the talent. It's not like this is just a fluke going on. Yeah. So I think it's someone where you grab him now, and if he's staying on that line effectively, yeah. you can ride him out for the rest of the year. Yeah. I, I don't think he plays on that second unit, yeah. but it, it really doesn't matter. If you're not on the first unit in Pittsburgh, you're probably seeing about yeah. 30 seconds. Power you're not even anyway. it, yeah. That's and if the first unit doesn't score. Unit is so yeah, bad. yeah. But it, like, if you're on the Crosby line, you're playing like a minimum you know, 13, 14, even strike minutes a night. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he kills penalties as well. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah he definitely, definitely does. So. Definitely that short, uh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So. Um, so there's definitely some value being across there. Can't give you power play points. Uh, but it's a lot like Brian Rust when we talked about Brian Rust when he was in that same situation, right? Rust went. Yeah. Uh, value too. Yeah. Him. It was like a 10 game span. Rust was over a point per game and just playing alongside Crosby and Gensel at even strength, not getting like a power play time, uh, even the secondary units. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great spot for McCann. Yeah. Uh, he showed him in Florida to be a pretty effective 5v5 player, and that's when he was centering his own line. So. Well, there was one thing, too. I saw a lot uh, from people, you know, writing about the Penguins and stuff, basically saying that, you know, that whole trade where, they, you know, they get Bugstad, they get McCann. It was like 
I don't think anybody realizes this, but I think the trade was more the trade McCann. was more about getting McCann than yeah. it was Bustad. Yeah, I think they they like what they saw in him. Obviously, they did not hesitate. Well, his to, production, to move him up and yeah, put him into his a big production run. wasn't that far off of Bustad, and Bustad was obviously getting like and way Bukestad more. And playing the top minutes. six, and yeah. McCann was centering the fourth line in yeah. Florida. Yeah, so I like McCann a lot. He's been great, and that goal the other night uh, just shows. Uh, just how silky he yeah. can be. He's yeah. obviously got the mid play. He's only 22. Honestly, it's easy to have your confidence so, at peak level when you're playing next to Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. Center right? left so. wing eligibility too, so you can normally slide him in. Yeah. Uh, so funny because the first guy Jamie. you talked about played against the Golden Knights. segued right into my pickup, and this one does the exact same thing. You my guy, like I didn't know Derek Broussard. You act like I didn't know this. Uh, Derek Broussard, 5% owned right now. Broussard has averaged 19 minutes and 47 seconds per game. In two games since Gabriel Landeskog got hurt, obviously small sample size, but in the small sample size, Broussard and McKinnon have a 53.3 Corsi 4 percentage. Uh, have they've averaged just 22 scoring chances for per 60? Uh, can't put a whole lot of stock into that in just the two games. Uh, D, we were kind of talking about before. It says you know it could be as good as uh, you know a good game and then a bad game or two bad games. Exactly, but they've yeah. played. Uh, I watched them against the Sabers and they literally dominated uh, the entire game. Uh, not saying much against the, the Sabres, but they still dominated. Uh, you'd expect, though, that to get better. You know, a line driven by Nathan McKinnon has seemingly dominated or played at least very uh, at a very high level on the offensive yeah. uh, side of the puck all season. So you'd expect as, you know, the sample size continues to grow, uh, those numbers to improve. Uh, and honestly, we talked about teams to target uh, for streamers. And the Avalanche literally have the dream streaming schedule this week. They play at home against the Ducks on Friday uh-huh. and at home against the Devils on Sunday. Uh, just fantastic <laughs> stuff right there. Uh, the thing about Broussard, again, playing almost 20 minutes a night right now with, with Landis Cog out, playing next to uh, McKinnon. JT Comfort, obviously another guy who would be yeah. worth looking at. I think he's triple, uh, uh, triple position eligibility. Yeah, almost positive for Comfort, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can maybe... In, Chip in at Carl Soderberg while he plays with Miko Randon. Uh, yeah, you know Soderberg's numbers, uh, like analytic numbers, are off the charts. Like they're, you know, he's yeah. definitely going to come crashing down back to earth. Yeah. He's the great second thing. unit, and he's like their best penalty killer too. So, and, but that's the one thing too. If you look at Broussard and Confer both on the top power play unit with McKinnon, mm-hmm. Rantanen, and Barry, so a lot of upside for Broussard and Confer. Uh, both solid streaming options this weekend. Exactly. Just a phenomenal schedule, yeah, too. Like, yeah. you can't ask for anything yeah. better than the that. The Avalanche have a lineup right now that can just change so much on a game-to-game yeah. basis. But, uh, I mean, whoever's going to play with Nathan McKinnon is going to play, you know, heavy minutes mm-hmm. in that given game. So, uh, and then you look, you know, Comfer has shown, you know, to have a little bit of offensive upside anyway. Yeah. Obviously, Broussard, uh, 55, 60-point seasons under his belt. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great spot for him to be well, in. We talked about it when Broussard It's weird to see everyone just writing him off as a center, right? Eh? Well, no one even wants to try using yeah, well, yeah. well, it. Was, it was ridiculous, too, because, like, we talked about how he probably needed to play with a little bit more talent and be more in a top-six role than, like, what he was doing in Pittsburgh as a yeah. third-line center. And it makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, he, that's not his game. And mm-hmm. you put him with some skill, and I think he can thrive. He had five shots in his first game with McKinnon, two shots in his second game with yeah. McKinnon. And he just does better in up and down matchups too, right? Like he's not he's not gonna go into the corner and win a lot of battles all night long, right? He's he it's just not the best matchups for him to be going against checking lines all the time, and that's yeah, kind of what ends up happening against third line. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he doesn't have the kind of game that can just you know outskill those guys. Like he he I think he does really well in the fast pace uh, environments, and, and you definitely have that playing S and exactly. exactly. Uh, it's and gonna be up and down regardless. for J, uh, JT Comp for five shots and three shots in those two games since the Lions got shuffled because of the Landis Cog injury. So. 
Uh, lots of lots of shot volume there Maybe for those two guys playing with McKinnon, there. which is great. Uh, but let's fire it over to the Blue Stars. I got one more. Oh, I got one oh more. you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, I mean, we don't got to talk about him too much because we talked about him, I think, like legit three weeks in a row now. That's all right. Go for uh, it. Oscar Lindblom. Uh, again. Got to keep talking. Folks, about what are you doing? Just Pick 3% owned. I saw this, this guy. dude. I'm almost tossed earlier. Right. Yeah. So, three? yeah. Just 3% owned. Uh, if we're talking about streaming options, you know, he's right up there with the best of the best for Tell this Tell the numbers. He's got games on Friday and Sunday. Uh, he's available 97% of leagues. So, Stupid. Uh, currently skating with Giroux and Couturier on Philly's first line. He's played at least 18 minutes. It is worth noting, though, Voracek will be back next game. So, it. Probably won't right. be Giroux on that wing, but, but then still Voracek, yes. this is good. Yes. Just, just wanted to And it. even those last few games before Voracek went out, the Couturier line was seeing more minutes than yes, the Giroux yes, line. Yes, or yes. The, what was, I think it was Giroux and Patrick, right? Patrick was the center yeah. for that line. Uh, Giroux keeps bouncing Lindblom between played 20 and minutes and 51 seconds. Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he played 19 minutes the other night. Uh, like I said, currently with Giroux and Couturier, like you said, Voracek probably back. Uh, but Voracek now at least 18 minutes in four of his last five games. Also expected, or he was in the first power play unit tonight. He was. Uh, Voracek might bump him, but... Exactly. He, he was in place of Voracek, so he probably falls back down to the second unit if Voracek plays. Uh, but we if Voracek to- doesn't play, it, it honestly makes him almost a must-start. Uh, he's a legitimate spot start so long as he's playing with uh, Couturier, because you know Couturier is going to see heavy minutes. Yep. Um, and yeah, he's one of the bo- best options out there if you're looking to get two games out of so play good. this weekend. We, we keep Friday and starters. Sunday. Uh, plays the wing, so uh, you can almost definitely... Uh, like I said, fit him into your lineup this weekend, and then you can look at holding him on to uh, for some of the busier days next weekend. Uh, yeah, Oscar Lindblom. If just this shit continues, time. it might be called the Oscar Lindblom podcast. Yeah, we're just gonna we're gonna walk in, go pick up Oscar Lindblom. Well, I was talking about Brock. Like brought to you by K. Lindblom's been basically like a half point per game player, uh, playing 13 minutes a night down Philly's lineup, and then he's been you know close to 0.75 to one point per game since playing with Couturier. Uh, it just really feels like he's going to be the guy next year that's putting up you know a 65-point pace, and we're just talking about it. He's one of our boys. The next Timo Meyer. So uh, s- starting from tonight, yeah. listen to this. Shots on goal. 5, 3, 3, 4, 4, 3. Threw in a 0, but then 5, 3, mm-hmm. 3, 6, 4. Like, that's a shot volume that we love on this podcast. Yeah, 250-shot pace rate. Some there, of so. those games playing 11 minutes, 14 minutes, 16 minutes, some 20 like tonight. Yeah, and don't, and don't think the Flyers aren't taking notice. Like, there's a reason he's given this heavy of a run at this point in the yeah. season. Where, Absolutely. Uh, he's been one of their best players by a mile. Exactly. And uh, they haven't hesitated to move him up the lineup and move some of their, you know, higher-paid guys down the lineup. And mm-hmm. that's that's great. Uh, but before we send over the Blue Stones, a quick word from our new sponsor, Odd Shark. Odd Shark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities Expert editorial content and detailed matchup picks. Looking for statistics and trends from an up, for an upcoming game? Odd Shark has that too, and it's all free. Their experts provide in-depth analysis for each game, packed with stats, numbers, and trends that will help you make sharp picks on game day. Whether you're looking to play tonight's puck line or want to get into some March Madness action, head to oddshark, O-D-D-S, shark.com today and start playing like a shark. Broken down. So I walk the line, I drop my wounds and I die. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. I fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision narrows. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud. Make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground. Voices set them free because this silence is killing me. 
back to the Daily Faceoff podcast. Uh, as I mentioned at the opening of the show, we've teamed up with Odd Shark, and joining me from Odd Shark, we've got Chris Abbott. How's it going, Chris? I'm great, Brock. How are you doing, man? Very well, very well. Uh, we're getting towards the end of the NHL season. It's getting really interesting. I know a lot of our listeners have probably already been eliminated from their fantasy hockey playoffs, so now we're going to shift our attention a little bit more towards the betting side, uh, taking a look at different ways for our listeners to make some money. So I know that you're here to help uh, help them do that. Uh, you know what? I try my hardest. I will say of the four major professional sports in North America, hockey is probably the toughest one to bet because, as you know, it's a very fluid game. Like in football, we can look at offenses versus defenses, receivers versus, you know, uh, defensive backs. In basketball, there's generally the same five guys on the floor and, and positions positions match up pretty well. Um, and baseball is very pitching heavy. So hockey is a little bit tougher to bet, but that's what makes it kind of exciting. Like, for example, when the New Jersey Devils went into Edmonton this week, they were a huge underdog and they come away with a win. So anyone who backed New Jersey in that game uh, made themselves a nice little profit. It's funny you say that because I was literally just going to bring that up. They come off of an absolute ass-kicking in Calgary the night before and come back to win last night, which was uh, pretty pretty surprising for sure. I know a lot of money was on Edmonton, I'm sure, uh, after that beatdown. But the Devils are uh, – hockey is a weird sport in that way you can kind of – you don't really know which way it's going to go on any given night, especially with how voodoo it seems goaltending is. Uh, any particular goalie at this level can steal a game at any single night. So uh, definitely a, a, the diff, more difficult of the sports to win money on at this point. Uh, but, Chris, why don't you go ahead and give our listeners a little bit of background uh, of yourself and, and Odd Shark. Okay, sure. So uh, the company I work for is called Odd Shark, uh, O-D-D-S-S-H-A-R-K, uh, Odds Shark, and it's kind of a play, I guess, on the, you know, the, being a shark at uh, the poker table or being a betting shark, but also uh, we like to say it gives you a chance to take a bite out of sportsbook operators too. <laughs> so um, so that we're, we uh, are basically an odds aggregator, at least that's what we started as. Um, our founders basically... We're playing a lot of uh, pro-line type tickets when that first became available in Canada. And they were thinking, you know, I should start archiving some of this data to to help me make my picks as I go forward. And as they kept building a database and it got bigger and bigger, they thought, you know, maybe people would be interested in this as a, as a service. So that's kind of where the website was first born many years ago and, and to the iteration that we're in today. And what I do for the company is I'm one of uh, about a half dozen sports analysts that we have, and hockey is one of the sports that I, I kind of look after. So we we will look at the betting odds that are released, uh, whether it be in Vegas or by online sports books, and we kind of will look at the odds, and then we'll look at the game and and kind of see how the two teams match up. Um, if we want to go with that Edmonton, New Jersey example, which maybe is not the best example because that game was kind of an anomaly. But, you know, you look at a team in Edmonton that was a favorite in that game, and they haven't been a favorite in many games this year. So um, you look at that, and, and I kind of looked at it and said, ah, do I want to bet on Edmonton tonight? And I actually stayed away from that game because even though New Jersey got spanked the night before, there's, there's a lot of variables at play there. So uh, last night I went more towards – or that, that night um, as we're talking – I went more towards the early game, which was the Leafs and the Blackhawks, um, which was an interesting game for me because you had two very similar high-octane offensive teams that are both disasters in their own defensive <laughs> zone. 
with two good goalies who, you know, both uh, Craig Craw- or Corey Crawford had a good night until he, he left injured. But um, anyway, the, the idea being in that game, you thought maybe they would go over the total goals, uh, which was set at seven, and they ended up with nine. So that's where I went on that game last night. So, But, you know, for, for people who are novices to hockey betting, generally you look at two sides. You know, you'll either bet the winner of the game or you'll bet the over or under the total number of goals. There's different things you can get into, but that's a good jumping off point. Yeah, it's interesting you say, uh, you know, you look at, Edmonton being a favorite last night, which is you know one of the first times they've been a favorite, and you know very few number of games this year that's happened. And I found a, a game a couple weeks ago. I think it was when Toronto was in Calgary, and Toronto was the underdog. And any I felt like any opportunity I had to bet Toronto as an underdog was a good bet for me. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't proclaim myself to be a pro better. That's for sure. But I'm like, you know what? The Leafs as an underdog. I think that that has uh, some some good value. And you know, you always try to find your value in those bets. Um, if you want to look ahead towards this weekend's slate of games, Saturday always one of the busier uh, slates on of the week. Uh, do you have any games that you're leaning towards early? Um, do you usually like to look at your games, you know, a couple days in advance, or do you like to wait, you know, kind of until goalies start to get confirmed and lineups and injury news come out, kind of the day of? Well, it's interesting that I'm talking to you because I use your site every single day <laughs> to do my handicapping, and that's where I get my starting goaltender information. So thank you for that. No problem. Uh, it's what I'm it's, here for. It's, it's a huge resource, and uh, it's something that we use around our office uh, every day. And that was before there was ever any discussion or partnership between the two sides here. Um, so that that's legit. <laughs> um, what I like to do, it, it's really interesting. You, I, as the season goes on, you kind of pick up trends. And mm-hmm. one of the interesting things that I've found this year in the Metropolitan Division, they play a lot of afternoon games, Saturday and Sunday. And for whatever reason, I mean, you can theorize it all you like, but the total goals has gone over in like the majority of those games. And I think part of it is because... New Jersey's in that division. They let in a lot of goals. Philadelphia's in that division. They let in a lot of goals. Pittsburgh scores a lot. Washington scores a lot. Absolutely. Um, so I'll be looking at uh, Pittsburgh has an afternoon game. Uh, I think it's out of division on Saturday. Um, but that'll be something that I look at in that one. Uh, but to answer your question in terms of when I look at a game, it's usually the day before um, or the day of because information comes out all the time. I mean, Right now, we're totally swamped with NCAA basketball, and um, a couple hours before I speak to you, the news comes out that Zion Williamson's playing for Duke in the in the ACC tournament. So that changes everything. Yeah, for sure. Right. So it's things like that you got to keep an eye on. There's definitely benefits and risks to doing it either way. If you get your bet in early, you might catch a a, a line that is really really good for you, uh, or it could go the other way. Like you might make a bet. Um, I don't know what's a good example, but um, sticking with the Leafs, you might make a bet and then see that Garrett Sparks is the starter and then you don't feel as good about it. Right. Um, no disrespect to Garrett Sparks, but Freddie Anderson's the number one guy there. So, uh, yeah, so it, it's an interesting game. I don't know that there's any real one best way to do it, but, uh, you know, you kind of get comfortable with the, with the system as you go. Yeah, I actually got caught the other week. I was I, I put money down fairly early on St. Louis, and then it came out like an hour, maybe two hours before puck drop that Tarasenko was out. And I'm like, well, and then they ended up losing that game, I believe, and it was obviously changed the entire line when the best player in the in the whole game ends up being scratched. Um, same thing if you've got like uh, if you feel like good about the Red Wings, and all of a sudden Dylan Larkin's a late scratch. It's 
changes everything. So I, I completely understand, you know, you want to wait and that's where daily face-off kind of, um, it's nice because we started off as a fantasy hockey resource more than anything, but now that betting has become, you know, so mainstream, uh, it's a huge tool for people because it's, you know, it's nice, especially if you can kind of get in on a line right away when you find out that a backup goalie is starting and, and the line hasn't shifted too much. Um, I will say, though, like, fantasy hockey creeps into, like, the normal, uh, quote-unquote, normal sports betting, too, because now we see things like total saves for a goalie, mm-hmm. over-under, like, you know, player props, we call them, so over-under shots on goal for a player, something, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And a couple of weeks ago, Ottawa was playing um, maybe Chicago or, or Tampa. Anyway, some team that I knew was going to fire a ton of shots on Craig Anderson, and uh, I think it was, like, over 28 and a half saves and I was like as long as he doesn't get lit up yeah he's gonna be in there for that number of shots so I you know I won that one uh pretty easily so those are the kind of things to look for and for hockey nerds who are generally the people who play fantasy hockey like us um it, it's really fun it's really exciting and you can catch sports books who may not have as much insight into those things because mm-hmm. they just go on algorithms and numbers for the most part so uh i you know i've done okay with some player prop stuff that's exciting too yeah for that's a good point for uh from a fantasy hockey perspective a lot of our listeners have been staring at box scores all season long kind of how many shots this guy's collecting each game how many shots their goalies are facing each game it might be an easier transition than maybe just a straight uh head-to-head uh and craig anderson 28 shots i mean i think that ottawa has given up like 36 shots per game so again as long as he doesn't get pulled it's a pretty safe bet <laughs> it's insane and i you know what that guy is an absolute competitor i'm a little bit surprised another team didn't push harder to get him uh for a postseason run but um i i don't know if he's comfortable there in ottawa or you know with everything that he and his wife have gone through through the past year mm-hmm. that they, they like the city or i've also heard rumors that he asked to be moved and and they didn't do it but who knows? Yeah, I mean, at his, uh, his age, I'm sure he wants to play for a contender in Ottawa. Is not going to be that, it doesn't look like, for many years to come. Uh, but speaking of contenders, there are going to be 16 teams in the playoffs, as always. And have you looked, uh, do you ever bet futures? Do you ever look at kind of making bets on who's going to win the Stanley Cup? Because I looked this morning, and I can't believe the odds on Tampa Bay winning. Obviously, they uh, basically are not going to make any money if they end up winning the Cup. But is there anybody that you're looking at right now that's maybe being overlooked as, as a Stanley Cup favorite? There's been a lot of shift in the Stanley Cup odds over the last couple of weeks. About three weeks ago, the Boston Bruins were 20, 23, 24 to 1, and I jumped on it because I was like, these guys are not getting the respect they deserve. Um, of course, they went on that huge run with, you know, what was it, like no regulation losses? Yeah, I think they had like 18, 19, 20 18, games, something 20 like that. Games, yep. Yeah, it was crazy, and I, and I really like them as a, as a team to watch, but their value is it's down to about 9 to 1 now. Um, you know, it's tough because the teams who are probably going to be there at the end of the day, I mean, the sports books are, aren't in business to lose money. So that's why betting on Tampa Bay, if you're going to bet on Tampa Bay through the playoffs, you're almost better to do it on a game by game basis mm-hmm. rather than, you know, just one long shot bet. But uh, that the futures bets are better to do early in the season. Right now, you'd be, you know, I'd be looking at, um, gee, it's hard to say, like, maybe a Columbus if you're going to make the bet like I don't think Columbus are going to do it they might not even make the playoffs but in terms of a value I'd have to double check and see what the number is but they're a team that's on the fringe of making the playoffs we've seen flashes they added pieces are they going to put it together Bobrovsky's one of the best goalies in the league when he's on Mm -hmm. Uh, John Tortorella coaches uh, with a playoff style sometimes you know that could happen but then again they may not make the playoffs so (laughs) 
it's uh, it's tough. Um, and in the Western Conference, it's uh, it's even more interesting because you've got like four or five teams about five points out of a playoff spot. But uh, you know, the to me, Calgary, Vegas, Tampa, Boston, those are the four teams that I keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I was actually a little bit surprised. I think uh, it might be fourteen to one or something uh, for Vegas right now. Maybe it's twelve to one, something like that. I like that number a little bit uh, just because mm-hmm. they've looked fantastic since adding Mark Stone. Uh, but you're right, a futures bet is something you kind of want to get in uh, on the ground floor on at the start of the season, kind of when everybody is on a level playing field. At this point, you've got Tampa Bay uh, basically on pace to be a historic team, and obviously they're going to have some, you know, at the start of the season, their odds were definitely a lot, uh, you know, not as good, and you could have got some better money. But uh, yeah. there are some teams right but now it, where there are some numbers that are, you know, piqued my interest a little bit. But getting in on Boston there a couple weeks ago was obviously a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'll be lucky. I mean, I just kind of looked at them, and I was like, they're just hard to play against mm-hmm. every single night. And what really opened my eyes to them was when the Leafs went in there, well, that's probably a couple of months ago now, and Boston just threw them around like they were Toronto's big brother. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was – I'm a, listen, I'm a Leafs fan at heart, and that's actually something that we, we should probably talk about is um, betting on the team that you, that you follow or you cheer for. Right. Um, you got to be careful with that. I stay away as much as I can from betting Toronto games because, one, I've seen them blow too many games, uh, <laughs> and the last couple of days have been tough. I, I actually almost bet that Chicago game before it started, and then, uh, you know, you can do in-game betting as well. So the game had started, and I was like, Chicago's dominating this early, and uh, before I could get the bet in, they scored, and the, and the value went away. So, uh, But anyway, it's you got to bet with your head and not your heart sometimes uh or all the time really unless you're just doing it for a bit of fun support the team that you like but right um i stay away from from kind of betting on the teams that i chair for yeah sometimes like i know especially uh in football unfortunately i'm a detroit lions fan and i know sometimes that you kind of get a better like for me i feel like i have a better grasp of maybe how the game is going to go when you you're used to watching the team every night or every week so sometimes you feel like you might have a little bit more insight than than not but it's hard you know sometimes you'll pick against them and then you really don't even feel like you want to win the money you, you still are an invested fan want them to win so betting your team's game unless you're picking them to win it's kind of doesn't really make sense unless you're looking for that win-win situation <laughs> well you talk about in uh in uh, toronto and calgary a couple weeks ago uh, earlier this week, Tampa played in Toronto, and they were the underdog. And I, you know, that's another thing. So teams like uh, the Maple Leafs, the Yankees, the Patriots, um, all these like you know the Dallas Cowboys, all these teams that um, are very popular amongst the general public, they get people betting on them because they're fans. Right. And there's a lot of times you can kind of find value on the other side of that because uh, it, it's overinflated. Right. Yeah. And anytime you can get the Tampa Bay Lightning right now as underdogs, that's yeah, it was automatic. Crazy. It was click quick. easy money. Exactly, click on that one as quick as you can. But um, for the listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed this quick segment with Chris. Uh, we are going to be doing this every single week, uh, heading you know through the end of the regular season and into the playoffs. We're going to be talking about uh, even more bets, kind of what we like, what we don't like, uh, in addition to all of our fantasy uh, hockey coverage with Dylan and Beeps. So, Chris, thank you so much. This was a fun first episode. I'm looking forward to many more to come, and uh, hope to see you next week. Yeah, for sure. And uh, there's all kinds of data on our site at oddshark.com. People can go over. The matchups are there. Uh, history between the teams. We have huge databases. So it's a great resource for anyone 
who's looking to get into uh, NHL betting for sure. Absolutely. I Just like you said, you used my site before uh, we teamed up and I used <laughs> yours before we teamed up. So it was a perfect relationship. Uh, looking forward to see what it, what comes of it over the uh, the next couple months and, and, and into the uh, offseason. So thanks a lot, Chris, and we'll talk Great to you next stuff. week. Thanks, Brock. Take care, man. Thanks. into fantasy hockey look ahead towards next week uh we covered streaming options for this weekend and we also took a little bit uh a look at a little bit of uh, bets for this weekend as well so now we've moved past this weekend we'll move into next week uh Biebs, we'll start with you again uh who are you looking at streaming for next week which could be the finals for somebody could be the semifinals Remains to be seen as Biebs continues to pick mud out of his hair. <laughs> yeah, so mind me if I give you a couple ums and ahs, I'm just totally pulling mud out of my, my hair at the moment. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we'll put that on hold for a little bit. But I have uh, Josh Levo currently 2% on. You might go, huh? So he wants me to grab a Vancouver Canuck? What it is, though, they have an absolutely beautiful schedule next week. We got ourselves a Monday. We got ourselves a Wednesday and a Saturday and a Sunday game. Um, what I know, not against the best teams either – Regardless, that's four games in a week on four pretty nice days besides that Sunday lineup. Um, that lines up well. But what really lines up well for Josh Levo is the fact that he's playing alongside Brock Besser and Elias Pettersson out mm-hmm. of Vancouver. Two absolute weapons. We know, we, you've heard all about Pettersson all year. Um, Besser can finish like the best of them. Bodes well for a guy sitting on their line. Yeah. Um, he is somehow a plus on what is an absolutely terrible team. Uh, they're not terrible, actually. They've had a pretty solid year. For their own standards, but uh, but he is a plus there, um, and they they are a team that's I believe below 500. He's got seven power play points in the air, so they're not afraid to let him touch it, um, which also helps his uh, overall status. But 123 shots on the year, and that's after kind of being buried in Toronto for the first little bit. Yeah. So Levo is a weapon. When you watch the games, he actually does make quite an impact with their big body. Um, and if he's someone who could stick with with Besser and Pedersen, there's not much to own in Vancouver right now. But Levo's definitely probably the only one you could get off the waiver wire, yeah. um, which is worth a look. And as I mentioned, that schedule is extremely sexy. Um, sex schedules bode well for fantasy lineups. Yeah, we, I mean, we were, we were just talking to the Beebs at the break uh, about if, you know, Vancouver's schedule is so good, if there was any, anyone else really worth targeting yeah, uh, on the team up, up front anyway. And, and there's just really no one that jumps off the page. You. Like, yeah. uh, Hor- Horvat, you know, he seems to have two revolving doors as wingers. Uh, and they really haven't been all that productive even when they do slide in next to Horvat. Uh, they generally see some pretty tough assignments, and it results in a lot of defensive play 
Uh, and Horvat just seems to be the overall benefactor, uh, the most productive player on a uh, night in basis. So, uh, you know, even if a guy like Jake Furtanen sees a game or two with yeah. Bo Horvat, he would uh, need power plays. Yeah, so yeah, it just you know, it just doesn't really anything you know, to boost it. The season hasn't really shown for that really to be worth uh, a spot start. Uh, so the only way that you know I think anyone else up front would become uh, into the streaming or come into the streaming conversation. Uh, would be if Levo gets bumped off that line and someone else gets next to Pedersen and Besser, which yeah. has happened uh, fairly frequently this yeah, year. Even Pedersen, but it's been a pretty though, good like, stretch of just Levo there. Even Pedersen, though, like has really not done anything. Like He's been goalless in 11. Yeah. He's got, like, literally his last, uh, you know, his, his game log right now, zero shots in his last game, zero shots the game before that, 3-1-1-1-0-0. Like, that's I don't last think it's like teams are figuring him out, though. I think he's just going through a cold Oh, he's just not Wayne Gretzky? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, like, some people oh, yeah. seem to think. Uh, you know, uh, Bo Horvat still only 61% owned, if you want to look there. Antoine Roussel out for the year, so you're, you're going to see a guy, Tanner Pearson, Nikolai Goldobin, maybe Jake Furtanen. Don't even want him. They, they bump up. But uh, the one guy, I guess, you just keep segueing into my my uh, players here, Beep. So I'm gonna go right away because I'm I'm looking at Alex Edler. Uh, we talk about it, you know, seemingly every week. It's not always the best strategy to uh, stream defensemen, but if you're in a you know you got a situation where you need a defenseman, yeah. I think Edler Blake makes Shabbat a lot of sense. Down, Carlson, yeah, exactly. Going Thomas Shabbat out. Uh, the Canucks have four games, like you said. Uh, and right now, Edler's averaging over 26 minutes per game since returning from injury. Uh, he's on the top pair. He's on the top power play. Uh, and the schedule next week sets up perfectly uh, for him as a streamer. Uh, Edler has you know, always been a guy that plays just a, a ton. And he has two goals, one assist in his last four games. Uh, he's got uh, 16 shots in his last five games. Also, a guy if you're in a, in a league that counts block shots and stuff, uh, he'll do a lot of that as well. Yeah, especially so, when you're playing 26 minutes a night. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, he plays a ton. Yeah, uh, especially yeah. with Ben Hutt. No, we talk about. I know we punt Troy Stetcher uh, constantly on draft games. He plays a, really. He, he he plays a ton. Uh, but with Hutt now, I mean Adler just plays so much. Yeah, if we're talking yeah. about like NHL worthy lines in Jersey, um, in Vancouver, NHL worthy defensemen are few and far between yeah. right now. So Adler just. Till yeah. Quinn Hughes is ready to go. Yeah, and I, I think especially, uh, you know, it's a pretty Before niche situation, but if you get into a situation uh, at the end of the weekend where you only have one pickup left uh, and maybe you have an open D spot with the busy schedule on Saturday, uh, but a couple forwards on the bench, uh, you know, a guy like Edler, especially if he's there, uh, but even if you're moving down the ranks, uh, you know, even Troy Stetcher, you can get two games out of a guy that's playing mm-hmm. 23, 24 minutes yeah. a night. Uh, if Hutton's still out, Stetcher's just been playing crazy minutes. So you can get two games out of a guy like that, or you can wait till Sunday and pick up a forward that might play 15 minutes. Uh, so even though Stetcher's not going to be involved in as many offensive situations, just the fact that he's going to be playing nearly 50 minutes uh, would be worth considering in one of those spots. But like I said, the, the Canucks have had no depth scoring all season. So uh, aside from that, there's really n- nowhere else to target on that team despite the nice schedule aside from Josh Lebo playing with Elias Pettersson, Brock Besser, and uh, as Brock said, uh, Alex Adler on the back end. Um, I guess yeah. we'll move along now. I got Dylan Strome to talk about. Uh, just like his first name. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. Uh, also has 14 goals, 29 assists uh, in 46 games played with the Blackhawks, I believe. You're not so, on the Strome train since he's been traded. Yeah, he honestly should be universally owned at this yeah. point. He's just under a point per game since the trade. Uh, yeah, 43 points in 46 games. Uh, one percentage still just sitting at 31%. Chicago plays four times next week with games on Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, so this is sort of a last call for Dylan Strom. 
He's been worth adding for their next, or he's he is worth adding for next week alone, yeah. uh, and probably worth holding on to uh, if you make it to the following week when Chicago plays again three times. He's skating on what is technically Chicago's third line, but he's with the Brink Cat. Yeah, the Big uh, Cat's on fire, right which now. is all that matters yeah. as far as his production goes. Yeah, he's he's at a firm hold on a spot in Chicago's first power play unit with Taves, Kane, the Brink Cat, and Eric Gustafson. Uh, that unit just been operating at about a 25% clip since Christmas, so uh, right up there with the best in the league. Uh, and Strom plays the net front on it, so a lot of opportunities for him. He's racked up a lot of power play points. That's why he's near a point per game. Uh, but yeah, even with kind of Chicago's big uh, big guns, I guess, uh, split up across their top nine right now. They got Kane skating with Anisimov on the second line, Taze with Saad on the first line, and then Strom and Cat on the third line. Yeah, it's uh, kind of been working. It's just still a really nice spot for Strom. On the third line, too, he's going to see a lot easier matchups night in and night out. Teams are going to opt to t- uh, to target uh, Kane and Taves before they opt to target different Cat and Strom. So, yeah, this is a uh, guy I own in a 10-team league. Exactly. I would own it in an 8-team Exactly. Team. Right? Uh, <laughs> he's been playing that that Yeah, game. yeah. Uh, he's due for some regression, but again, point-per-game pace, uh, even if you, know, you apply that regression, you're still looking at a 65-70 point pace out of this guy. Um, and yeah, his usage could still go up. I don't expect that happening this yeah. year. But it, again, if you're looking at him, keep your leagues, he's a must-own. The brain catch is too good. 38 goals at this point. Under yeah, 22 years old. Yeah, it's absolutely. So he he's just the guy that we all think should be rostered in standard leagues at this point. And then when you look at their schedule next week, it's really just a no-brainer. We, we got to mention him. So what was his own uh, percentage again? 31%. Oh, that kills me. It's worth mentioning his linemate, I think, as well. Uh, Brandon Perlini had a hard yeah. time getting yeah. into the lineup when he first got traded, along with Strom. Pearls. Uh, he's playing right now next to. Strowman to Brinkat had a hat trick the other night. He has seven goals, two assists in his last six games, averaging 3.3 shots per game over that span. So, uh, Perlini's really kind of found his way. Uh, pretty yeah. easy to play with Alex to Brinkat and Dylan Strom, I would think. Yeah, especially uh, in those cushier matchups. Right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, he's, 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 he's ripping it up back, right now. scoring mm-hmm. a hat trick. And they, they still get a decent amount of ice time because that fourth line just does not play at all, no. as it should. Nor should, yeah. Yeah, when you got Kane Taves and, uh, you know, to Brinkat and Strom spread out across your top nine. No reason to play the fourth line. I will mention about to drop someone who's thirty percent owned. Um, I would pick up D's option before you pick up mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like Strom, but but it's too hard not to mention um, someone else who is um, named after someone in the room. Brock Nelson, out in New York in the island. Uh, Brock, as mentioned, thirty percent owned. He's having a pretty decent year. Twenty-one goals, twenty-three assists with a plus sixteen. Guy's been doing it on both ends. Um, somebody's playing on the second line in New York in their top six, which has actually turned out to be a very decent top six, as well as first pay, play power play. He's getting 20-plus minutes of ice nightly. You're not going to get that from a lot of people who are um, not owned by 70% of teams. Uh, I, I, I like this guy. As we mentioned, he, he kind of does. We, we've brought him up before yeah. um, as a guy who does both, scores goals and gets assists. Um, he can supply your team with just uh, – he could go off at any night just with what's surrounded by him on, uh, yeah. and especially just touching that top power play. We love usage. He's getting usage. Brock Nelson, just someone to keep an eye on. I'm pretty sure he's center and left wing eligibility, um, and they're not going to take him out of the top six. Uh, New yeah. York's made that quite well, clear. We, yeah, we. I mean, he, we talked about him so much, uh, especially as a streaming option. Yeah, he, he just, just falls, keeps falling into it. His usage alone is. They got four games next week too. Sorry. Yeah, this yeah. guy's playing 20 minutes, uh, 18, 19 minutes a night, uh, regardless of the situation. You know the Islanders' line is probably a little less ideal for him right now, uh, because they got Barzell skating with uh, Everly yeah. and Lee, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, he touches Blivier and uh, it's like Dal Cole right now, right? No, Dal Cole. Kunakel? 
No, no, it's not that bad. Mm, but Bailey's on the Lee, third Barzell, Eberle, Ladd, Nelson, Beauvillier, Lad. Bailey, Phil, so Lad, 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 yeah. yeah, so uh, the lineman, like, it's not ideal, but he's still playing but a ton of minutes. That's one. It's all yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's the big body that's standing in front. Um, yeah, he's yeah. still on that top power play unit regardless. So, like, like you said, he's it's... A beast. Yeah, it's just uh, the usage is going to be there uh, either way. Uh, you he know, you'd rather have Eberle and Lee on his wings. Yeah, which is why you prefer a guy like Dylan Strom. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you're just looking for the opportunity to get uh, a single point, a few shots, whatever, out of a guy in one game, uh, you're going to want to pick up the guy that is for sure going to play 18, 19. And he's not going to hurt your plus minus, as he's proven. I know I bring this up a lot. Um, it's kind of yeah. useless, but it is something that we do have to realize. Um, for sure. Especially with, with streams, you don't want to destroy that category. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, he hasn't been bad. Uh, yeah, it's different than picking up a Nick Cousins on Sunday. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're getting out of it. Absolutely. Um Brock, who do you did? Did I segue you there, Brock? No, it's no. actually uh, we'll go to D first. Oh. I just got a couple guys to rattle off at the end when we're going through the schedule. Absolutely. So. All right. So another guy, definitely friend of the show, Kevin Hayes. Yeah, big friend of the show. Uh, big friend of the show. Thirty-two percent owned. Literally two, a big friend of the show. Yeah. Two goals, three assists, and seven games with the Jets. Him and Ealers have looked great together at even strength. Hayes, uh, probably borderline worthy of a full-time fantasy roster spot. Uh, but should definitely be owned next week when we play plays four times. They've got games next Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. You're really going to want them in your lineup earlier in the week when the Jets take on the King and Ducks. Uh, you could obviously think about uh, shifting them out, uh, picking up someone else to play on Friday and Sunday uh, if your lineup's full on Thursday and Saturday. Uh, but those games, Kings and the Ducks, Monday and Wednesday. It's a nice match. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't get much better than that. He should see some terrific It's uh, amazing to think about that way. in that game. You know, it used to be like you go through the gauntlet of going out west and exactly. going to California. Now it's running, like, running through that gauntlet. It's like, oh, yeah, you got Anaheim and Los Angeles on the schedule this weekend. Stream them up. Well, like, the especially nice thing about that is there's literally, like, no travel between the games, no. right? Like, it's an hour drive from yeah. Anaheim to L.A. So. Down the old highway. Exactly. So, you know, playing on back-to-back Terrible nights weather. is never fun, but it's at least nice to not have to fly overnight in the process. Probably spend the uh, day on the beach. Yeah. I, like I said, don't be afraid to cut bait with them after that if your lineup's full over the weekend. Uh, the matchups aren't as friendly then. But I, I think for an early week streaming option, if you have the matchup acquisitions to burn. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, Kevin Hayes. I, I know, Beebs, you can even, like, people like uh, that are in the same spot as me in our league, I'm on bye this week. Yeah. Uh, so I was already looking ahead to next week, obviously, to not have to burn a weekly acquis- uh, acquisition limit. So I was looking at the schedule for next week, and I picked up Hayes. Uh, ahead of time, so I already have him, and then I can drop him. Well, that's why we kind of do this right now. You can kind of exactly be proactive, and then if you exactly want to- if you have the spot to uh, to give right, which a lot of times if you're in a matchup, uh, you maybe have one or two roster spots that you stream open, and then yeah. you don't have the extra spot on top of that. Uh, but if you are in a buy this week, uh, it affords you that luxury for sure. So uh, I took full advantage of that. And uh, I think Hayes is a great guy to look at for that. Uh, Winnipeg, unfortunately, after Hayes, doesn't have a lot of guys uh, up front anyway that are worth owning. Uh, Tyler Myers, though, seen a ton of usage right now. We talked about him last week, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's, He's another great. guy. Um, so, yeah, there's still some options there. But, unfortunately, after Ehlers, at least in the top six, uh, the own percentages yeah. get pretty high. Uh, you were talking Hayes, about anyway, you were sorry. talking about Hayes. Uh, you know, you know, we got mo- great matchups Monday, Wednesday. Uh, maybe you drop him after that. If you want to use that spot and, and use that spot for four games, you could drop him after Wednesday and add a guy like uh, somebody we talked about last week, Jakob Vrana, twenty one percent owned right now. He would then slide into your lineup for Friday, Sunday, Friday at home against Minnesota, uh, Sunday at home against the Flyers. Vrana still playing with backs from an Oshie, great spot for him. Uh, if you're in a little bit of a shallower league, Tyler Johnson, uh, 45% owned. 
four games for the Lightning next week. They've got two games uh, Monday, Wednesday against Arizona and Washington. Uh, again, another guy you can maybe use earlier in the week, drop for somebody later in the week. Uh, Andre Palat, somebody who's more readily available on the same team. Again, best team in hockey. He's playing with Stamkos right now. Yeah. Johnson's playing with Kucherov, so it doesn't get much better than that. Palat uh, seems to kind of fluctuate between the first and second power play unit. Uh, seemed like he saw some time on the top power play unit again tonight, so could stay there. Uh, I mean, he's really only battling with JT Miller for that spot, so um, you know, not really the, the stiffest of competition. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to look ahead, uh, you know, even a team like Arizona, if you want to get crazy, uh, I know a lot of their guys aren't super heavily owned. They got games Monday, Sunday. Uh, you've got. Well, I guess who would even worth mentioning? Dvorak's even. playing with Kelly right now. Yeah, uh, I love Brad Richardson, but it doesn't always well, translate. I mean, like, like lots of crowds has been playing. Well. I mean, like, uh, Vinny Henestrosa still plays a lot on the first power play unit if you're in deeper leagues. Cal- uh, Galchenyuk's only 33. percent Yeah, that's yeah. probably one of your better looks. Yeah, yeah. Like, like obviously the offensive like, upside is there, but his usage isn't great though. But I mean, yeah, out of so anybody. Arizona is tough in that sense. Uh, but they still yeah. score a lot of goals. There's definitely guys you can get minutes out of, and if you're looking for block shots and hits, like Richardson plays a ton and is amazing. So somehow you know, Darcy Kemper still only owns 64 percent of the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, one thing to look out for too, uh, Brock. I just kind of had it written down is we mentioned the Larkin injury earlier. If Larkin doesn't come back this weekend. Um, Andrea Athens, see you out there. Yeah. Um, their top line is really all they have. Um, I know I tweeted about it when so, Larkin got hurt. They're like, oh, keep it Detroit up. loading up the top line. Like, oh boy, when Bertuzzi, oh, Athens, see you, Manta is loading up. Yeah. You know you're playing. Yeah, but it clearly is. Like, <laughs> oh, it's their three best forwards. Yeah, and Manta and Athens, see you is still just a really nice, uh, you know. Combination. Absolutely. I think twenty-four this, goals. I yeah. mean, the guy, the guy's having a great. The two year. of them can carry down. play against a lot of lines in the NHL, and I still like. I think Tyler Spencer Bertuzzi. Athens, uh, you know, still not as much the, upside, but Bertuzzi, I think, is a great complementary piece too. Yeah, like he, you know what I mean. He's like the Zach Hyman type, where yeah, you could play he's with not two guys. He's not right. The points might not go there, but he's going to help your other guys. He's going to afford them more opportunities. But AA only twenty percent on, so he's someone in a lot of deep leagues. is still sneakily one of just the best players. He's so fast. Not best players in hockey, but just like so good. So I tell you, every time I watch a Red Wings game, I'm like, this guy is like, so the good. best player Seven ever. He's yeah, just yeah. so good. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he just flies, he falls yeah. over, flies, he breaks, breaks one over, off. makes yeah, crazy yeah. But like, there's so there's a lot of players in the league who just catch your attention like that every time you watch them. Oh my god! For whatever Athens is one of them. Just, he's fast, he, dude. He just flies. Hands, he's at hundred. He's at hundred yeah. percent speed. Like yeah, the and whole just, game. Darren Helm used to do that to me, but yeah, except he had stone hands. Yeah, first season. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed season four, episode twenty-seven of the Daily Faceoff podcast, brought to you by a hot shark. We did it, boys. Woo! Sports sponsored offense. again, but uh, yeah. And we got a car out of mud. It was a good week. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was. It was a great week uh, to start. Uh, I mean, it's Thursday, so heading into the weekend here. But uh, St. Patty's Day weekend. Pants aren't even that dirty. It's just like my bottom cuffs yeah. that are covered. Nothing. Beeb's got drenched, but uh, that was right that now. was calculated. Little do you guys know, I yeah. meant to do that because mud's good for the skin. It's, um, it's true. They do like yeah. the mud thing, yeah, mud bath. Exactly. That's what I was doing. I'm gonna go feed my pet goat now. So I'll talk to you guys after. Talk to you guys next week. Uh, we'll have Chris on the show again next week as well. So, Love you, Chris. Uh, we're going to keep bringing more betting content, more fantasy content. Uh, we're going to try to get a bit of a fantasy, ho- like fantasy hockey playoff pool going uh, yeah. with our listeners, do a little freebie thing. Uh, maybe TSN give- got some good formats to use, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. got some good stuff. We'll get something together. Uh, but, yeah, look forward Here's to again next week. Early hint, load up on Tampa. And probably San Jose, because West's not now. that good. No. But who knows? It's tough to bet Jamie on San Jose. McGinn, doing well Jamie McGinn playoffs. just scored on San Jose, so you never know. What is this? I love Jamie McGinn. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> see you guys here next week. Enjoy the Blue Stone. Name your goat name. Peace.
Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.